Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, hello and welcome to a brand new season of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. And before we get started, I just want to thank everyone out there who listens and supports this podcast. It has really been an honor to bring you these stories over the last two years. I've met a lot of amazing people and have heard some pretty inspiring stories. A special thanks to all my guests who have come on and told their story. I'm extremely blessed to have been able to speak with so many phenomenal people who have been impacted by wrestling in some way. So stay tuned for some more amazing guests this season. The song you just heard is All Star by Smash Mouth, and you know what that means. I'm excited to welcome back Eric Schultz as a third-time guest on the show. Honestly, I wouldn't want to start this new and exciting season any other way. Eric was the very first guest on the podcast, and I'm happy to continue sharing his story. So since graduating from the University of Nebraska, Eric has turned his attention to the senior level and currently competes at the NWRTC. He won both the Bill Farrell Open and the Henry DeGlane to go along with a fourth place finish at the U.S. Open. Eric also recently celebrated his wedding with his wife, Claire. Claire herself is a talented photographer and actually now is a great time to sign up and grab some fall family photos. If you or someone you know is in the market for a photographer, send them Claire's way. You can check out her website at claireellerbyphotography.com or find her on Instagram at claire.ellerby.photo. And I have posted both those links in the show notes for your convenience. So with that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy Eric Schultz. So you're out in Colorado. What's that for? Um, Honestly... I'm not, I'm not sure. It's like a mix of a training camp for the guys that are going to the Pan Am games, which is next week. And that's like, uh, it's like a miniature Olympics. They try and like host it and run it and like have it be like the Olympics. Mm -hmm. They have like all the sports and everything like that. Um, so there's a few guys going to that here. And then it's like the recap of worlds. So some mm -hmm. world team members are here and they're going over a bunch of statistics about uh, like what the number one takedown at worlds was, what the, the takedown percentage was when you have a guy's leg in the air versus on the mat. And, mm -hmm. and then the wildest one was, if you can average um, one turn a match, you have a 99% chance of winning. Really? Yeah. So, like, you don't have to get a turn every match. But if you wrestle five matches and you got five turns throughout the day, whether it was one in every match or five in the first match, mm -hmm you technically have a 99% chance of winning every single match. Wow. wow that's crazy. Yeah. So it's like the camp has been pretty low key. Mm -hmm. 
very easy. It's mostly just like going over technique and, you know, people, which is pretty cool because they kind of open it up to like, hey, when we're in front head, this is what we like to do. And then they'll, they'll show it and we get to spar it and stuff like that. And then they open it up to be like, hey, like you have a pretty good front headlock. Like what what's your feel what's your mindset like what do you look for and then a few guys like share some stuff and then we get to practice that learn different things you know it's just mm -hmm. it's a good learning environment mm -hmm. so what what was the number one takedown do you remember at worlds it's a single leg head head inside single leg head inside single leg it's like oh that's um they like laugh about it, but that's the number one takedown. Uh, I mean, like years in a row, like mm -hmm. every year. And I think it was the number one scoring uh, move like, until this year. Mm -hmm. They haven't finished it yet, but right now, I think the uh, a single leg to a step out is edging a single leg takedown by like 1% or something like that. Hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that's some people's gripe a little bit is, is that single leg kind of push out, you know, uh, you know, you got the leg in the air and you just kind of walk them out of bounds to get your point, you know, um, you know, we want to see some action, but strategy sometimes comes into play too there, I suppose. But that's crazy. Head inside, single leg. Oh, Sounds yeah. simple enough, right? <laughs> yeah, that's when uh, I kind of like it. Um, Like coming out here, we don't we don't really ever practice anything crazy. Mm -hmm. It's almost always uh, finishing a single leg, finishing a high C, and then high C defense, single leg defense, and then front headlock. Like then we we'll do some chest lock, crotch lift, like some other freestyle stuff. But mm -hmm. almost every camp I come out to the OTC, those are like for sure stuff that we're gonna we're gonna drill or spar, learn technique stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then obviously like parterre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it makes sense that you would train that because it's it can be extremely difficult to finish a single leg without, you know, getting exposed to crotch lift or a cheap tilt that just knocks you over and, and exposes your back for, for two for your opponent. I mean, it, it's completely different than when you're in free or folk style trying to, you know, finish a single leg. Um, yeah. So technical when you get it to that point, like people are so dangerous. Cause if you expose you know? and then you get the takedown, you're losing two to one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that drives me crazy. Are um are you going to Pan Ams? I'm not now. You're not? Okay. When's your next when is your next competition or that the, you have on your calendar? The Bill Farrell. A Bill Farrell. Oh, you're familiar with that one. Didn't you win yeah. that last year? I did, yeah. I seem to have forgotten how to wrestle in the first period last year at the Bill Farrell. <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i was outscored um in my like semis and finals match mm -hmm. 
uh, six to, I mean, 11 to one in the first period. Wow. And then I, and then it was 11 to zero in the, <laughs> in the second period in favor of me. So when you, when you look back on that or think back on that, what, I guess what changed from one, the first period to the second period? My approach, a lot of it was like yeah. my approach, like mentally, like, I think I was a little bit, it was my first freestyle uh, international tournament, like technically. Mm -hmm. So I was a little nervous, uh, especially getting into like those positions that we're talking about in the high C or single leg, because mm -hmm. in practice I was getting just exposed like a champ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, it was bad. So I was a little nervous. Uh, and then like second period would come around and I'd be like, all right, this is, you know, I gotta, I gotta get to scrapping. Mm -hmm. So what's the, one of my questions for you was what is, you know, sort of the major difference between competing at the college level. Now you have a little over a year on the senior level, you know, you went over to the, did you go to France to the Henry? Yeah. The Henry de Glaine, yeah. uh, something mm -hmm. open mm -hmm. or a tournament. And that was really cool. That was in January of this year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. You and Lance went there and I think Ridge went, did Colin Purington go too? Yeah. That was our, our squad. Those yeah, four guys. yeah. So, you know, we did pretty good. Yeah. Lance meddled. He took second. Yep. Ridge, did he get bronze? Yep. And then you got first. You know, yeah. Cool. And um, I'm pretty sure um, Purrington got uh, bronze. Or wow. he, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got, uh, he took third. Wow. Yeah. He four, had the four medals. I was his, uh, coach for his bronze match and he it was one of those situations where both wrestlers had like conceded to the outcome uh and it was that Pern had lost and mm -hmm. it, it was Pern shot and the guy stopped it and he had a chest lock and Pern like they both like stopped wrestling mm -hmm. but there was two seconds left and Pern looked at the clock and then just hit a blast double leg. And the guy went straight to his butt. Yes. And he got two. And it, it was it was 11 to 9 or 11 to 10. And he ended up winning 11-11 or 12-11, something like mm -hmm. that. And it was, it was a crazy match. It was like one of those scenarios that you see on like Instagram or Twitter or something like mm -hmm. that. Like never in real life. And then you, you see it and you're like, Oh my goodness. And I was his coach and I was like, I had the brick in my hand and I was ready to throw it. I was like, Oh my, this is my chance. I'm going to throw a brick. I'm going to make a challenge. And, but then the, the, the ref ended up, um, cause there's like three refs and two of the three gave him the two. So I was mm -hmm. like, I was like celebrating, but also like, dang, I didn't get to throw the brick. <laughs> Can anyone over there, like, um, uh, coach? Yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. much. Um, I think if it's not a uh, ranking series tournament, then I think anybody can coach. Gotcha. But ranking series tournaments are like a little more serious. I haven't been to one yet, but mm -hmm. 
they they look a little more serious. Yeah. Uh, on when I watch it on flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, when you said that it was something you see on Instagram, a takedown like that, it made me think of uh, Ridge. This was a couple years ago when he was on his butt and his, he was basically like sitting on his feet against Bo Bartlett. And he was yeah, he, like, he was right. on his butt. Yeah. And, and uh, Bartlett had both of his feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and he somehow... was just like, he was like feeding him his hips and somehow Ridge got his feet to the mat i don't even yeah. know how Me that either. was crazy <laughs> um yeah so um i guess back to my question what was the what's the big difference between college re level wrestling and wrestling at the senior level now that in your opinion or that you've noticed for yourself for me i think it's a little it's a lot more like outside of the matches, it's a lot more laid back. Um, guys don't seem like they're all that serious. And, but during the matches, you know, guys flip the switch much easier mm -hmm. to like competition mode. And it's, it's like another, another level jump with technique as well. And in, in strategy, um, some guys are very technical and some guys are very strategic. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just like another, you know, level that you have to jump and you take in a couple. It's kind of like being from high school to college. You're a little inexperienced, especially in top and bottom. Uh, like I had to do, took a couple lumps, especially in parterre and then like getting exposed and stuff like that. It gotta be, I feel like you also have to be a little bit more aware of your, your body awareness, not only with yeah. be, getting exposed in scrambles, but also step outs. Um, like we're just where you're at on the mat. Uh, cause you can use it in your favor as well as like a lot of guys start dropping down to a knee before they get pushed out. And then you're just technically grounded. Mm -hmm. So you can like when your wrestling IQ kind of goes up, I feel like wrestling at senior level after college and you're much more strategic than just trying to go out there and I don't know, roll around a lot and score a lot of points. Yeah. Is, is that, I feel like, you know, now that I've gotten to know you a little bit, that that is actually one of your strong suits. I feel you are very mad savvy. You have a high wrestling IQ. I think it's gotten a lot higher mm -hmm. these last like two years. When mm -hmm. I got to college, I, I don't think it was that high. It was more of like, I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to beat you up and uh, get you tired and, and I'm going to win that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, so I've kind of, I feel like I've developed, be a little bit more Matt Savvy. And I was, I think I was forced to this year, especially when I was wrestling um, some of the top guys like uh, Nate Jackson and Colin Moore, stuff like that. Yeah. I had to be, they obviously 
got the best of me when I wrestled him, but I think I just uh, made some big jumps, kind of making the mistakes against them. So now I know for this year, hopefully that's my game plan is that I develop some kind of Matt savviness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like you're, you're a student of the sport, you know, I mean, you just rattled off the, the takedown, the number one takedown. Um, if you get a turn, you know, 99% chance you're going to win. Like you're absorbing this information and you're just like a student of the sport. And so it's kind of exciting because like this seems like it's sort of in your wheelhouse of, well, in order to get better, I have to get smarter. Yeah. And I think that's that's sort of I can see that in your wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah. Like kind of knowing that sometimes just going harder or throwing like more intensity mm -hmm. uh, at your opponent isn't always the best way. Because, like, if something didn't work, I'd just be like, oh, I just need a hand fight harder. Mm -hmm. I just need to shoot faster. I just need to just attack them more. And sometimes it's like, no, maybe if you just change the angle a little bit and attack the other side of the body or you snapped them down instead of, you know, faking and then going underneath, stuff like that. It's just uh, – I don't know, looking at it from different angles, gaining different perspectives, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Does it, when you look at some of those guys like Colin Moore, um, Michael Machiavello, Nate Jackson, they've been doing it for so long. You know, is that sometimes kind of intimidating to be like, man, I have a, I have to work at this a long time. I got to keep grinding for a while to get, you know, to jump even more levels. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how it was a little intimidating last year and then like going through the, the circuit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I feel like everyone's in the same position now and you know, every day you're either gaining on them or they're, they're gaining or separating from you. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's an even, even playing field and, mm -hmm. I don't know, whoever just is better that day. That's just what I tell myself now. Yeah. Um, what about how's, how's life different now that you're not at the college level, now you're at the senior level? What What's life like? Um, It's kind of weird, Um, honestly, with much more free time. I don't have any classes. So it's, it's, uh, and then just like telling people that I wrestle for a living. Cause, mm -hmm. cause I, I like, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Like I'll wake up and I go to practice and then after practice, I, I go home and yeah. And then I just hang out I eat lunch and, uh, and then I'll go back in for lifting or, or, another practice or, or just sauna or something like that in the afternoon. And then, yeah. And then I, then I'm done for the rest of the day. Do it's, people look at you kind of odd when you say, yeah. Hey, yeah. Eric, what are you up to nowadays? Yeah. I wrestle. I, I wrestle for a living. And they're like, it's oh, kind of funny. Cool. They like people that know me, they usually respond with, 
oh, you're still wrestling? And I'll be like, well, yes. <laughs> uh, that's what I do. I wrestle. And they're like, some people will be like, well, what do you do for work? And I'll be like, that's what I do. I wrestle for work, for a living. And I don't know. that Like, not many people outside of wrestling, even, like, family members will just I'm be just like. Gonna ask. <laughs> I was just going to ask that. <laughs> they'll just be like, those are the most common ones where, where they'll hit me with, like, you're still wrestling? Or they'll be like, can you get paid for wrestling? And I'll just be like, where have you been? It's been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> you haven't seen anything or, or no one, haven't talked to anyone else in the family that's mentioned anything. Just, just totally out. Just you're out of it, out of the loop. Mm-hmm. but yeah and then and then you'll occasionally you'll get some other people who become interested and they start to ask questions and then trying to explain to people that <laughs> I wrestle for an RTC and not a professional league <laughs> and that we train for like the U.S. Open and world team trials or Olympic trials or then like worlds and Olympics is, is pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, for a living, not, you know, do you still get like WWE? Oh, WWE. Yeah. WWE yeah. all the time, all the time. So, so they'll be like, I'll be like, well, some people that don't know wrestling, they'll just be like, so what do you do? And I'll be like, I'm a wrestler. And they'll be like, Oh, WWE. And I'll be like, no, <laughs> like like real wrestling and they'll be like oh what's that <laughs> and i'll just be like this there's no point right yeah. now i'll just be like google it <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> um what what about uh, um your family now that you know you kind of touched on them you know what are they up to is um Jill, is she still playing water polo out she, west? Isn't that Fresno State? She was. Okay. Um, she graduated. Okay. So she finished her time at Fresno State, mm-hmm. and she decided she wanted to be a coach. So she was applying a bunch of places, and she got the assistant water polo coaching job for women at mm-hmm. – Bucknell University okay. in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Nice. Okay. Cross so she, <laughs> yeah, she went to New York, then California, now Pennsylvania, which wow. is, <laughs> it's like an hour something, hour and a half from the coast. So she, she basically went from the East Coast to the West Coast to the back to the East Coast. <laughs> so she's nice. traveling a lot. Nice. Good for her. What about other family members? Um, the oldest one, Hannah, mm-hmm. she uh got a job in California and she moved out there. Oh, she's a <laughs> she's like a like an occupational therapist, I believe. Um, okay. and her job, I'm not sure where her job is located but i'm pretty sure she's living in santa monica 
Nice place. Um, which is just outside LA mm-hmm. and it's really nice. It's like a 10 minute walk from the ocean. Ugh. It's Lucky. yeah. All, they're all trying to live by, by, by the ocean. I'm a little jealous, little <laughs> not, I don't know, but, uh, so she, she, she moved out there in June, I think. Mm-hmm. So she's doing, she's doing pretty good. She seems happy to be in California. She's always wanted to live in California. So yeah, it's good to see that she took that risk and she had a crazy journey. Cause she, she went out there with a job and the, the whole like branch or whatever that she was in just mm-hmm. got shut down. So she was jobless for like two weeks and was going to have to move back. And that was, that was like in the first week that she was there. <laughs> so that was like terrible timing. And mm-hmm. then she ended up getting another job. Um, that wasn't too good. Like, like pay stuff like that. And she was mm-hmm. living in basically these people turned up like the, a pretty big shed into a guest house. Mm-hmm. And she was like living out of that. It was like all one, like a studio, all one yeah. room. And it was like pretty cool actually. And the people had uh, bunnies as their like pet in the backyard. <laughs> so she would wake up and they would just be at her door. And then she would like leave and come back through the back gate and the bunnies would just follow her around, jump around or <laughs> stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. But the job wasn't going to like sustain her, I think, in California. So she's actually on her third job in wow. like four or five months, which is to me a little stressful. But for her, I guess mm-hmm. she's just like, that's what people in California do. <laughs> Is she still in the shed? Or no, she moved. Oh, okay. She moved, yeah. So, yeah, okay. they were wanting, like, a lot of money just for that shed. And and then, but apparently it's not a lot of money because it's California. And <laughs> I don't know. It's like for every good thing in California, there's an equally bad thing. And I don't know. Sounds like a good place to live, but also not a good place to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she's doing pretty good. And then Riley, she was the one that was at um, University of Missouri, St. Louis. She's playing and, softball, right? Yeah. So she has, she was a junior last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And her, she's had a boyfriend for a while that got a, a scholarship to a school in San Francisco. So wow. she decided to finish out her last year at that school in San Francisco in California. So she is like, she's living out there right now. And mm-hmm. she's like 20 minutes from, from the walk from the beach, wow. the ocean. And is he playing softball out there? No, she, no, she decided not to play. And the school she went to has a softball team, but she just decided, you know, she was, she had her time. Mm -hmm. She was like happy with it and she was good just to pursue uh, school and her job. So I was like, if that's what, that's what you want, then cool. But I would totally recommend playing softball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Maddie, she's still at Azusa Pacific. 
in California, in basically LA. So that's three of them are in California. One's in Pennsylvania. And then the youngest one is still, Mm -hmm. still at home. She's still in high school. She's starting her sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right she's now. your favorite, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, she's, it's, she's into like uh plants and horticulture, isn't she? That's the one in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Okay. She she was really sad though because she wanted to go to San Francisco, but she couldn't take any of her plants. She could fit like two of them in the car. <laughs> and the rest of them, like 18, had to go back to my parents' house. So your mom's taking care of them. Yeah. So we have like a whole room of plants that are, that are Riley's at my parents' house. And she like, she like leave a list of how to take care of each one. Yeah. She's well, always calling and telling my mom like, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do that. This <laughs> one is like this amount of sunlight, this amount of water. This one's this, that, but I'm just like, you got to keep it at this temperature. Like that's a lot. <laughs> Uh, she she's gotten me kind of into plants really yeah they're uh i don't know they they are harder they're harder to take care of than they look Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah have you tried any any plants no no i mean we have like stuff out front like garden you know um that just and hostas we have hostas because they like don't need very much water and then they're like incredibly hard to kill and they just kind of keep growing back they die in the winter or whatever or they hibernate and then they come back in the summer and you don't have to do anything with them so that, those are the extent of our plants that's uh one of mine is a hosta yeah i'm like all right i have to start with the easiest plant to take yeah. care of yes yes and then yeah. I've gotten some other some other easier ones, but one of them's kind of dying, and I don't know what to do. I keep calling my sister. I like FaceTime her. Yeah. I'm like, "Hey, this is what the plant looks like. I don't know what to do." And then she'll walk me through, like watering and repotting. I repotted one of the plants. That's nice. Right? I'm, I'm I'm like fully committed. Sounds like it. Yeah. Wow. A little more sensitive side to you. Hey, I'm trying. <laughs> I think it's um, my dog brought it out of me. Oh, That's what. Uh, yeah, I got uh, an Australian Shepherd, and uh, he is—he's the coolest. <laughs> how old? How old's your dog? He is like one and a half. Wow. And Claire, Claire obviously was cool with it. Yeah. It was kind of funny, though, because my parents had the dog the first, like, five or six months. Um, and then I was telling my parents, I was just like, hey, I'm really, like, looking about getting a dog. It was, like, in October last year. Mm-hmm. And um, Claire's kind of, like, wait until after we get married. Mm-hmm. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then... My, I went home and my parents were like, why don't you just take solely as a, a practice run? And like, Claire can't get mad at you because it's not your dog. You're just, it's just a practice run. <laughs> funny. 
So I brought Sully back and Claire was totally cool with it. She was like, yeah, it's just a practice run. Like you can see if you want a dog, like stuff like that. And Claire can see too. Cause we weren't living together at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, oh yes. And then instantly I fell in love with them and I play with them every day. And then at Christmas time last year, my parents were like, yeah, um, you can, you can just have them. You can keep them. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And then I told Claire and she was like, of course you would figure out a way to get a dog before I wanted to get a dog. And I was like, what can I say? And by then she already like really liked Sully and she played mm -hmm. with him a lot. So she was attached. Yeah. And she was like, of course you would just find some way around getting a dog. And I was like, all right. But that's what I do, like, in between practices or workouts, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'll just, like, go to the dog park or I'll play with my dog and I'll just walk around and, uh, yeah, just hang out. Mm -hmm. It's pretty It's pretty low-key. Yeah, and you're, you're uh, still in Lincoln, correct? Yeah. Wrestling for the Nebraska RTC? Yeah, the NWTC. Oh, the NWTC, yes. Nebraska Wrestling RTC, yes. With Christian. Um, How many are there of you guys? There's technically four of us. Mm -hmm. There's um, Colton McChrystal. Oh, yes. Um, yep. He he came back, and he's he is, like, he's on the RTC, but he is, like, he's kind of like a volunteer coach. Okay. So he's he's like a part of the RTC. I don't think he's gonna do any competing. He he more so just like trains, helps like practice and coach the guys on the team. Mm -hmm. And then we have Liam Cronin. He stayed. Oh, okay. And I'm not sure if he he's kind of on the fence still about competing in wrestling, but mm -hmm. he plans on doing fighting. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So he's going the MMA route. Yeah. Nice. I think that he is working on a fight right now, possibly being in, I want to say February or April of next year. Sweet. Because he's a part of like a whole, like some management team, something. And mm -hmm. they're like, I think he signed a contract that they would get him like three fights or something like that before nice. he they would try to get him into like Bellator or something like that. But uh, yeah, so he uses the RTC to, to stay in shape, train mm -hmm. wrestling, like his grappling. And then mm -hmm. he, uh, he also helps out with the guys. He's actually going to be our coach for the Bill Farrell. Oh, really? Liam? Yeah. Me and Lance's coach. <laughs> so just you and Lance are going to the Bill Farrell? Yeah. Nice. So that'll be fun. Well, yeah. Coach Cronin. Coach Cronin. I'm surprised he stuck around. I, I'm, you know, he's from, you know, California. So I thought maybe he would eventually make his way back out there. But that's that's cool that he's sticking around. And um, yeah, is that something you ever thought of, real quick? You know, getting into MMA. Yeah, I have thought of it. Really? Um, man. Right. <laughs> I just. Yeah, just a. Like, kind of, like, getting knocked out is kind of, like, not that enticing. Yeah. 
Um, but knocking someone out is really enticing. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I still, I just have a lot of passion and goals and stuff I want to accomplish in wrestling still. Yeah, for sure. So I don't, I just, I see myself staying in wrestling for a while. Good. And uh, by the time I'm done wrestling, I don't know if my body will be up to step in a, a ring with somebody else mm-hmm. that's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, side note. Um, so Liam is there, Colton McChrystal, who won it. He won stalemates match, right? Right. He wrestled at he, the stalemates. He's four and oh. Yes. He's undefeated at stalemates. <laughs> Nobody can beat him. No, he's he's a beast. Yeah, so I'm he. Surprised. I'm surprised he, he doesn't train. He what? doesn't train really for the stalemates. No, this last one, he. I don't think he. I don't think he was gonna be in it, mm-hmm. but. Um, I'm pretty sure he filled in for Austin Gomez, when when Austin Gomez dropped out. I think that's all right. Uh, he wasn't on the mat because, like, our our like summer training wasn't going on, like mm-hmm. the two weeks up to that stalemates thing. So he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll do it." Uh, didn't practice one time, and then drove all the way out to Ohio from Lincoln. He did like one sauna or something like that the day of to make weight and then just full sent it and he won. Oh my gosh. Wow. He's crazy. Yeah. The and then heck? he dro- drove back the next day. All by himself? He just went out there by himself? I think he went out there by himself and then he drove back with somebody from another person that was competing in it from Iowa State. Okay. And then he he dropped him off somewhere in Iowa, which is only like a couple hours from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So he had he had someone the uh, to drive with on the way back. And it was kind of funny because it was it was uh Iowa State's got like a connection with Cuba with like that younger Bastida oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. <clears throat> um so it was one of his teammates, and the guy couldn't speak English. <laughs> So he was driving back with a guy that he they couldn't they couldn't um talk to each other. Oh my gosh! But he said it was funny yeah. because you they would like sometimes type some stuff into Google Translate or I was gonna try ask. to guess like what what the other person was saying. Hmm. Wow. And Ohio is not that close to Iowa either, so that's gonna be a long car ride. Yes. That's unbelievable. That's yeah, funny. It's it's crazy. But uh Liam was uh he was planning on going home, I'm pretty sure, after last season. Mm-hmm. But then Kennedy she had gotten pregnant oh, and yeah, yeah, I right. believe they decided to stay in Lincoln because Kennedy had already met with like a doctor and I think she really liked the doctor and she didn't want to change doctors. And then Mm -hmm. um, the NWTC told Liam that he could stay and train for fighting 
So things were kind of looking good in Lincoln. So I think they decided to stay here for three years. Wow. Yeah. They went from, uh, they were going to come to Lincoln for Liam's last year of school, uh, just for one year. Mm -hmm. But then um, he ended up medical redshirting, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, so then he went, he had another year, his senior year, mm -hmm. and then they were going to leave. And then they, and then Kennedy got pregnant and they decided to stay. So they went from pl planning on being here for one year mm -hmm. to five. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, Hey, that's what Lincoln does. <laughs> yeah, once, no you, once you come to Lincoln, you realize how great it is. You don't want to leave, but also like shout out to them at Kennedy just went into the hospital today uh, to get induced. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yes. Congrats. Hopefully everything goes smooth for them. Yeah. I know they're, they're really excited. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I remember reading a story um, that they unfortunately lost their first child um yeah so you know i think he, liam has a tattoo um somewhere on i don't know if it's upper chest yeah it's upper chest yeah so some uh baby waverly that yeah, was uh, waverly. yep yep exactly so you know definitely thinking of them and hopefully everything goes smooth you know i'm sure like you said they were really excited and so yeah they're very excited yeah. and claire should be there um, I'm pretty sure she's going to be there today for, uh, the, like the delivery process and stuff like that. So nice. she's also pretty excited. Nice. Is she going to bring Sully? No. No. Oh, well then who's going to watch the Sully? one, the one thing about Sully is he doesn't really like public places. Oh, he oh. just likes, he just likes dogs. Yeah. <laughs> But, so, uh, so yeah. Um, oh yeah, good for them. Um, who else is uh, a part of the program there at the NWTC, NWRTC? Sorry, just us four. So oh, you, you Lance. Yeah, technically James Green. Um, oh yes, starting starting next year. Oh okay, at the end of the year, at the end of the collegiate year, or is he gonna? Is he like kind of rolling around right now with you guys? I think he, well, I think he's a coach and an RTC athlete, but mm -hmm. I don't think he plans on competing until next year. Okay. Because I talked to him about it one time, and and um, he was like, kind of, he was like, he's leaning towards not competing until next year, but mm -hmm. he was like, I don't know, like maybe I'll start to feel pretty good, because he scraps most days with the with a college team. Yeah. Him and Peyton Rob, I think. Yeah. Go at it. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. He's keeping his cards close to his chest right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you locker buddies again? I asked him about that. And I think if I remember right, he kind of made it seem like he asked for more of a premium locker spot. 
know. Yeah, he he has to be by the the other coaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he said you guys were locker buddies over in the corner, and yeah, everything was awesome. Yeah, it it was good times. <laughs> um, I liked so- it. I. I really looked up to him, um, especially when I first got to Nebraska. You mean so look just down like, to him? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I just thought he, he just, he was, he was really quiet, yeah, and a really hard worker, what? and like didn't say much, like, but when he did say something, you know, it was like meaningful, and he wanted to listen to it, mm-hmm. and. Like, I don't know, I just really admired how he lived his life, just both in and out of wrestling, basically. Yeah, I could see he's he's very transparent. He will he will talk, but you, you sort of have to get him to talk or, you know, pull him out of his shell a little bit because he's pretty reserved. But yeah, I mean, not like uh, not like he won't talk to you. He'll talk to you. It's just his personality is a little more just reserved and, you know, he's nice. And if you want to talk to him, by all means, go and be like, Hey James, how are you? But he might not openly just come up. No, he's probably not going to start the conversation, but he'll, (laughs) he'll have one. Yeah, exactly. Well, well said. Um, uh, You know, he was talking or, you know, we kind of talked about his haircut story, um, you know, about how his freshman year, he, was either going to go in and get a workout in or he could go get a haircut. Do you remember that story or have you heard that story? Yeah, I've heard that story. Do you have a story similar to that or or where you were like, hmm, I could do this or I could go wrestle, but the coaches might be mad. So, you know, do you sort of um, have like that? Not to put you on the spot or anything. Uh, but... No, not really. It, it, uh, it kind of almost happened like like two weeks ago. I went to Australia and I for for one week mm-hmm. and I was like kind of debating it because I was gonna miss time. I was gonna miss a whole week of training, stuff like that. And then I was like, well, I'll just I'll just like talk to the coaches and I'll ask them. So I talked to Turbell and Manning the week prior to me leaving. And I was like, I asked them, I was like, hey, is it, is it okay if I do this? And they both were like, yeah, that's okay. And then the well, the week I was gone, like the third day, I get a text from Snyder. He was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm in Australia. And he was <laughs> like, wow, that's really cool. Maybe next time you should like let us know. And I was like, oh, no. I told Manning and, and Turvell and he was like, both of them have no recollection of you talking to them. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is the worst thing that could happen. This is terrible. Like I sent like a laughing emoji and was like, you're, you're joking. And he was like, he just said, I'm serious. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is terrible. And, and, and the coaches were all mad and stuff. And they were asking, Christian Lance, they were like, where's Schultz? Where, where's he? Why is he gone? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. This is terrible. But, 
don't know. I, I came think, back and I talked to him, worked it out. I don't think you mentioned it, but you were in Australia for your honeymoon. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you weren't just there on like a, a joy rider, just like a trip or anything. Like this was your honeymoon I that know. was probably planned well in advance. Like it, well, it wasn't planned like well in advance. <clears throat> it wasn't until like the week, the week, um, maybe two weeks prior. Because what? I was trying to plan um, the honeymoon to be in December um, over Christmas uh, after the U.S. Open. Uh, but then, like, Trebel, I asked Travel if we were going to go to maybe France again or some other international tournament in January. And he was like, I think so. So that wouldn't have worked out. And... Uh, and then Trevette, um, uh, Claire, she's like a full-time photographer now. Mm -hmm. And she actually got a job in Australia. So she was going to Australia for work. What? And, no yeah, kidding? Yeah. And I was like, well, we could kind of turn this into our honeymoon if we don't want to wait until, uh, you know, next summer to, to do our honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And she, at first she wasn't about it, but then she like, she was like about it. And, and then it kind of just spur of the moment turned into our honeymoon, like the week b before. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm most cool with me. That's and, crazy. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. It just worked out pretty nice. So was she working while she was out there too? Yeah. The first two days she mm -hmm. had work. And then the the next like four or five days or whatever it was, uh, it was just us, and we we were just doing whatever. Mm -hmm. How did she get a job out in Australia? She, um, one of her high school friends that she's like she's maintained friendships with. His name's mm -hmm. Sam. He had a brother an older brother that studied abroad during college and he studied abroad in Australia, met this girl, fell in love and decided he wanted to stay in Australia and get married. All and right, uh, so the wedding was that week and um, Sam just got engaged and he was like uh, him and his fiance, Katie, they wanted to, take engagement photos in Australia and they oh, wanted okay. they wanted Claire to take their engagement photos so they were like hey would you be willing to do our engagement photos in Australia and Claire was like of course nice and I was like hey I'd be down to go if it, like I can I'm like a professional assistant I was just gonna ask if you help out yeah, I, my job is to hold the bags, hold the phones, you know, <laughs> if there's like crazy wind, maybe I hold someone, someone's dress or like water. I get water. if Someone needs water. Um, yes. And then I also have to take pictures of Claire taking pictures. <laughs> so I get some I get some behind the scenes work. Mm -hmm. so she can post it for her uh photography business stuff like that and uh so i'm i'm basically an assistant
Okay, so you do have a job besides yeah. us. Okay, so you're a photographer's yeah. assistant as well. Wow. Yeah, I got to put that on my resume. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. Um, yeah, I guess we haven't even touched on that. You know, um, you got married. We're going on about a month. So, you know, how how was that, you know, all getting married and the wedding and 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 just the the um stuff beforehand the build-up you know just how was that whole experience um fortunately well I don't know if I should if I should say fortunately but like in my opinion I think it was mm-hmm. good that I wasn't really a part of the build-up for the wedding mm-hmm. so for me uh pre-wedding was super chill um until like the day of I started mm-hmm. to get a little nervous mm-hmm. and uh yeah I didn't really have many jobs um just get my suit that was pretty much it yep. uh <laughs> yeah so like I don't know like about other people but to me that was that was pretty cool mm-hmm. um and then day of it was just everything was great although the we both decided that we wanted it to be like end of september maybe october due to weather um heat mm-hmm. and the weekend the saturday before our wedding it was 73 degrees or something like that the saturday after our wedding it was 64 degrees the day mm-hmm. of our wedding was a historic <laughs> 96 degrees. The hottest day in September in Nebraska ever. <laughs> and I was like, this is insane. This is crazy. And uh, we, uh, we, 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 we did a first look at Pioneers Park mm-hmm. and we did um, family and bridal party or wedding party uh photos and i sweat almost my entire under white shirt it was mm-hmm. it was see-through that's how much sweat i was like sweating it, w- it was crazy but besides that the wedding i don't know i had a, I had a really great time i thought it was awesome couldn't have been better mm-hmm. uh maybe a little bit more time uh, because it flew by, but yep. the one thing I I I really was looking forward to that I didn't have a chance to really enjoy was the late night snack at the wedding was cereal. Yes, that's that's perfect. Yeah, I was so stoked, but uh, I was dancing when they made the announcement i guess and then mm-hmm. i totally missed it what what kind of cereal did you just have one or did you have a couple to choose from we had five we five had frosted flakes cinnamon toast crunch cocoa pebbles um fruity pebbles and uh fruit loops was the fifth one yes of course fruit loops with marshmallows 
No. We had to go with like kind of the more common ones that you could find at stores. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So just like some classics. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> we had like 13 extra bags of cereal though. <laughs> so, so do you just have them stored away in like your, your cupboard or something? Like four of them we did. And then <laughs> I shipped one or two bags to each of my sisters. Nice. So that got rid of a lot of it. Yeah. Did you ship them to um, Hannah, the one that's in Santa Monica? Because she's the one that might need, you know, if she's, you know, <laughs> living in the back. Well, not in the more, but, you know, living in a ship. Yeah. She might need it. Most. Yeah, I, I made sure she got two bags. <laughs> Did you guys get married um, across from like Anderson Hall? Yeah. Okay. So funny story. I remember the day you got married because it was the Michigan game. Yes. So Nebraska played Michigan. And I was at, I was broadcasting on the radio, the Michigan game, and it was hot. I do remember that, you know, it was, yeah, like 96 degrees, like you said. And walking back to Anderson after the game, we heard this commotion across the street at that church. And we were like, oh, someone's getting married. Woo-hoo. And I'm like, yeah, one of the Nebraska, form, you know, former Nebraska wrestlers is getting married today, you know. And they told me to go check it out to see if it was you guys. I was like, nah, what are the odds, you know. But I bet it was you, obviously, that was having this loud commotion. I think you guys were just exiting the the church. And yeah. about the time we're walking back to Anderson. That was us. Yes. Being loud. We, not- we left on a <laughs> Vespa. <laughs> you you and Claire left on a Vespa. Oh yeah. Did it say just it, married and like have the pop cans or whatever on the back? No pop cans, but it had some streamers in the back. <laughs> and it had the just Mary sign. Yeah. Where'd you guys go? We just went around the block. And then we came back, we came back because we had a party bus. So we just went around the block, parked it in the alley next to the church. Mm-hmm. And then we hopped on the party bus. <laughs> That's so funny. Did yeah. You, so that was did you like, drive or did she drive? I drove. Yeah. Okay. Um, were your sisters in the wedding? Were they on, you know, were they grooms? Because I have a sister and she was a groomswoman. Yes. My older sister was. Yeah. Okay. So that's Hannah, right? Yeah. And so she was a groomswoman. Nice. Did, um, and then I had one other, uh, Jillian. She was a bridesmaid. Nice. Okay. They and then they all had jobs. Like Ava, the youngest one, she she was one of the readers at the wedding. So yep, she yep. she read um a passage from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Riley and Maddie, they both, um. Like when we were doing like communion and stuff like that, they went mm-hmm. to the back and they picked up the the communion or like they called it the gifts and they yeah. brought them back up to the front for the wedding party and Claire and I to to take. So they all had at least a job, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Put them to work. But uh, <laughs> um, how was the first look? So we did a first look and I did cry. I will admit I cried. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, I, it wasn't, it wasn't like a bawling, but like, yeah, you know, and, and I can admit also 
for some reason it is super nerve wracking. I don't know what, what it is about the wedding. I mean, it's a big deal. And you're like, I remember being so nervous. I don't, and I don't even know why, like I can't explain it, you know, but, uh, but yeah, did you, did you tear up or, or cry at all? Yes. Um, I don't, I also felt the same exact way. Like I seriously was not nervous until we did our first look at two o'clock mm-hmm. and at like 1230, I started to just, I was like, oh my goodness, like <laughs> what's going on? I don't, I don't even know why I'm nervous, but I'm like, I'm, I'm getting pretty nervous. So I had, um, my best man was Tyler Berger and he was, so he came into town and he drove me into Pioneers Park and I was just telling him, I was like, dude, I don't even know why I'm nervous right now. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I just feel so nervous. I feel like really anxious. I don't know. And, and then like the photographer came and she was in charge of like our first look and everything like that. And I don't know. She was telling me to stand somewhere and I was like, oh my goodness, I don't even <laughs> see her. I don't even hear her. I feel like I'm going to cry already. I don't know what's going on. And, and then I, I saw her and then, and then we, we like, we did personal vows or like letters to each other mm-hmm. and, and then like kind of cried during, during those. Yeah. And, uh, and then I, and then I, I did a lot of crying and then I cried a little bit. So she gave me, um, cufflings as like a gift and, uh, it was an outline of Sully on them. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm tearing up. (laughs) (laughs) And that was crazy. Did Tyler give you any advice? Because I know he's married, isn't he? Yeah. He 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 kind of gave me advice and kind of not. He <laughs> it kind of helped that he was just being like super calm, like kind of mm-hmm. brushing it off. Cause I was just telling myself, I'm like, all right, this has gotta be normal. This has gotta be like just a thing that'll mm-hmm. like it's just I don't know. It's just a thing that people experience. And Cause he like one time I was telling him and he was like, he just, he just was like, yeah, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck? That's it. <laughs> That's all you got to tell me right now. But, and then the fourth time I cried was like when she was walking down the aisle. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I felt really good when she, when I like first saw her, but they were walking so slow. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, Jesus, I'm going to, I'm like, what's going on? I, I wasn't going to cry at all. And then like two minutes later, you're still walking and I'm tearing up now. And I'm just like, you got to get here faster. <laughs> it was a really long aisle. I'll, I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. It was like 60 yards, something like that. Wow. I was like, come on. Yeah. It was a, a really big church. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what a day. Um, I remember texting you because they had open practice that morning and I totally forgot that you were getting married and I was just trying to bust your chops a little bit and say, you know, oh, hey, you're late for practice and you text me back, yeah, I'm probably not going to make it. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what the deal is. 
And then Kokus showed up, and I remember he said that he was in town for a wedding, and I was like, oh, that's why Eric's probably not going to make it because he has a a wedding, his yeah. own wedding <laughs> to go. Yeah. To. So, I thought about it, um, but really? did you ask Claire like, hey, you know, I got open oh. practice, I might, you know, should I, can I go? And was she like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what happened. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about going to like just like watch practice or something like that. Maybe yeah. get a little sauna. But I woke up pretty late and we kind of we kind of partied after the uh, rehearsal dinner. So I wasn't like <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wasn't the best shape in the morning. And but uh yeah, at first I told Claire, I was like, yeah. Like, you know, probably just practice light, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, no practicing. Like, you can't practice that week. You get cut. You get cuts and bruises on your face all the time. There's no <laughs> no risking it. Good point. And yeah. Good job, Claire. I was like, okay, how about just till Friday? And she was like, no way. Like, Monday, Tuesday, and maybe Wednesday. And then – uh we had a, a bunch of guys in town um, like Berger was in town for the wedding. And then mm -hmm. James green, like he had just like just gotten in, in town. And then mm -hmm. I don't know why, but Jordan Burroughs was in town. And then we had a couple um, recruits that were like gray shirting. So they are wrestling freestyle. Mm -hmm. So we had like eight guys that were, in town for the week mm -hmm. and we were having freestyle practices and I was like Claire I can't miss out on these like mm -hmm. come on so she was like okay Thursday that's your last day but you can't do any live and I was like all right oh she put and the hammer down yeah she was on me and uh I was going with Berger and he he scraped me because it's like me and Berger. So we were sparring and we were sparring pretty hard. Like it was, it wasn't live, but I mean, it could have been. And, mm -hmm. uh, he just scraped me, but it was under my eyebrow. So you couldn't really see it. And, uh, and then I told Claire and she just about had it with me. She was <laughs> like, I don't want you to go in Friday or Saturday. But, uh, uh yeah, yeah, I remember seeing Burroughs um, real quick. I remember seeing him. His entire family came to that practice. Um, he pre he presented the Big Ten Championship ring or something to Silas. Oh, at yes. At the football game? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I saw pictures of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty neat. So I, I was thinking, I was like, geez, are they going to miss the wedding? I mean, but, um, so back to the real quick, back to the practicing, did you practice at all? So you practiced up until Thursday. She let you go from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was your last day. Yeah. Okay. And then it worked out. I probably wouldn't have been able to make it anyway. Cause then like Friday I had family members coming in town and I had to yeah. go to the airport to pick them up mm -hmm. and I had to do, uh, 
and then I had to like do like the little things like go get my I, I gotta go get my haircut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I did choose to get my haircut one time <laughs> instead of going to practice. <laughs> there uh, you go. But yeah, That's and then Saturday was pretty busy mm -hmm. most of the day. Yeah. And uh, my family helped out a lot. Like they did like the the rehearsal dinner stuff. Mm -hmm. And they they decorated a lot of we did it at Laszlo's. Uh so they and they wanted it to be like a surprise for me and Claire. Mm -hmm. So they didn't ask us for help at all. And uh and then Saturday it was like Claire's family and Claire really planned everything so mm -hmm. um I, I really just like was told what to do and when to do it yep and then I did it and and that was great I mm -hmm. felt a little bad that I wasn't really helping out but I keep telling myself that it probably wouldn't have gone as smooth or wouldn't have been as good if I helped out <laughs> sometimes the less people the better you know like I remember, you know, with Ashley, my wife, like, just let her do her thing. She knows what she's going to want. If she needs my opinion, she knows where to find me. But, I mean, yeah, just let her plan, put this together, make it so, you know, and then I will do my part, which is, yeah, show up when I need to, be ready. Uh, we did personal vows, so have that ready. Just basically don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which sounds bad, but, like. They know she knew what she wanted and, and her vision. And so just let her and support her and let her run with it, really. So, yeah, you know. it's yeah. So did you did you have to do anything like leading up to it? Um, I was mo well, the DJ. So we kind of picked the DJ and I had to pay for the DJ and and sort of talk with with them and and see who we liked best. But I yeah. kind of, I think, had the final say. But otherwise, no, that was really about it. Yeah, you know, I, I had to search for the DJs too, you know. Yeah, I think that's the the best way. Mm -hmm. Well, at least for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to be a part of it. Like, okay, we're gonna go look at venues. We're gonna test out some cakes or cupcakes or whatever, you know. Um, yeah, it's a part of the process in terms of going and supporting and trying things out. So it wasn't just her by herself. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, like like you said, I was mostly just along for the ride. And yeah, I I had to do a couple of those things, but uh, you know, final say was was Claire. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, just that I was there for the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Has it? has it kind of sunk in yet you know that you're um a little bit it's kind of starting to this past week but uh it was kind of weird because we didn't live together till after the wedding so I would go to practice in the morning so and mm -hmm. she's a photographer so she she edits throughout the day and then mm -hmm. she has like shoots or a wedding something like that in at night or the afternoon and uh 
after practice, I'll be driving home and I'll be like, I wonder if she's going to be there. I wonder if she's going to be there. <laughs> and I don't know. So I'm starting to get used to it now. But mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It was, it was a little weird for sure the first week after uh, yeah. seeing it. I still to this day play with my wedding ring. Like I'll take it off and just kind of twirl it around. And oh my goodness. I, I don't know. Like I just. Have you, have you ever looked into getting like a silicone one or a rubber one? Yep. I had them for a while. Um, I, it makes more sense for, for you because, um, you know, you're like competing and you're wrestling and you're, you're working out, you know, I am not doing any of those. So I don't really need a silicone band, yeah. you know? Um, and my, you know, to be honest, Ashley is more like, she likes that I wear the wedding band because she got it for me and it's just, you know, one of those symbols. So basically if I don't have a reason not to wear my actual wedding band, I, yeah, she, she would prefer that I wear it. So I respect that. And, but yeah, dude, I've worn the silicone bands before and they're great, you know, but I just don't That's have a what, at this point. Um, Claire, she does, because I was wearing the metal one, um, but then it's, it's the the second day, it started to give me a blister, oh, no and <laughs> I was like, I was like, Claire, I think I, I got to wear the silicone one maybe a little more than the, the metal one, mm -hmm. and she was, she was cool with it as long as I was just wearing a ring, and yeah. uh, so I've been wearing the silicone one a lot. Mm -hmm. and i can't stop playing with it it's like <laughs> it's like a fidget spinner right yes yes it's 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 uh i don't know i'll take it off and put it on like different fingers and i'll twist it and and Same. just turn it inside outside stuff like that and mm -hmm. i don't know i just it, yeah it's like <laughs> if i'm not on my phone or like eating then i'll just be playing with my ring and mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, where can people who are listening? So Claire, as you've mentioned a couple times, she's a photographer. She's like going full, full steam ahead with this photography business of hers. Where can they find her? Does she have a website? You know, I'll put this in the show notes too. Um, but how can people get in contact if they're looking for a photographer in the area? She is, um, she's on like the social media is just uh, Claire Ellerby Photography. Um, and then her website, I'm pretty sure is just ClaireEllerbyPhotography.com. Um, which like we, we did talk about that. Uh, I was like, so do you think, because she's changing her name to Claire Schultz. Mm -hmm. But I was like, do you think you'll maybe change your your business name and she was like uh eventually probably but i don't know about right now it's just it's really hard because i have with like the llc stuff like that and then it's also like building up a business under claire ellerby yeah and then if you like change the name then it's like a whole rebranding thing stuff like that so I don't know if she'll change it or not. Um, but yeah, our socials are, are Claire Ellerby photography and, and I believe her website is the same. And then 
yeah, you can contact her through through those if you needed to. Yeah, I I, uh, I get it. You know, when you have a name, you know, when you brand and people know you as Claire Ellerby photography or whatever, and then all of a sudden you change it to Claire Schultz. It's like they're looking for Claire Ellerby. They can't find her. It's yeah. The same person, you know, and it can kind of confuse once you already have a brand, um, you know, started and people recognize that. So. But yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll find them and put them in the show notes so people, if they're looking and listening, they can just click on the links and and yeah. So thank you, she, I appreciate that, and she will too. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, gotta start somewhere, and she she was a teacher before this, so you know, um, she took a little bit of a risk, you know. But yeah, you know, any anything I can do to support, yeah, of course, just uh yesterday she hit um 1500 followers on instagram and she was super stoked she was so she was so excited nice awesome congrats to her 1500 there we go and she's doing now she's worked in multiple countries so yeah i was like i was like hey you got to post a lot of pictures of the australian ones like Mm -hmm. with the the location so maybe it'll like put it on Australian like Instagram pages. They'll see you. And then maybe some other people will want to, you know, hire you to come out to Australia. Yeah. And you can go back. Yeah. And I'm the assistant. So <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, no. I'm your plus one, basically. <laughs> Dang. That's awesome. Just the future looks bright for you too. And it's just, it's just cool. It's refreshing to see and, you know, kind of just lift some spirits that, you know, when you, when you hear and see good people doing good things and the future is good for them, it just, it's, uh, it's nice to hear, nice to see. So. Thank you. Yeah. We're, yeah, we, uh, we're just taking it day by day, I guess. And, uh, that was another thing is, is like two weeks before the wedding, since I do have like some free time between workouts and after Mm -hmm. uh, we decided to start house projects. Oh yes. Okay. And I'm not going to lie to you. Claire probably knew more about construction or tools (laughs) than I did. Uh, Like I'm not very helpful. So (laughs) we, we were fortunate that we know Colton McChrystal, Mm-hmm. Um, he came over and he helped us. We redid our flooring and, and then we just fixed a couple like little things like the toilet, some lights and, yeah. uh, some other electrical stuff. I don't know, like around the house. And he was, he was teaching me like while he was doing it, uh, will I be able to do it in the future? I don't know. <laughs> I like, I like to think I will be able to. Mm-hmm. but uh i don't know we'll see we have our whole basement is unfinished so nice. Colton and then another one of our friends regan by he was also a wrestler at nebraska mm-hmm. um he he works for a construction business um also started by another wrestler uh jay Sorensen. wow um it's called cjs and he he blew up actually like he's got 
I think over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and he's gotten some jobs out of state. Uh, like he's, he's crushing it. Yeah. Um, Good for them. yeah. And then, uh, so they are kind of like our, our uh, our go-tos mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll, they'll be able to teach, teach me some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you, do you know how to, or do you no. know any, like nothing? Like, I don't even know what to ask you. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. No, like, um, I don't know how to drywall or, you know, do any of that. Mm-mm. No, I mean, I can probably do as much as you can where, Oh, I uh, need to get a light bulb here. Yeah. Or, you know, like, that's about Just the extent of it. You know, unscrewing uh, something and screwing it back in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, yeah. No, not, not the handiest. I mean, I, I've worked with power tools before, but, you know, yeah, that's, that's the extent of it. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. That's just what Flair and I are are mostly just uh yeah not not doing too much. She just went to photography, so we just consist of like wrestling and working out, and then she's editing or taking pictures, mm-hmm. and then trying to work on the house. But we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> nice. How long? So you know, not not too big picture, but. Uh... You know, wrestling wise, how long do you plan on kind of sticking around in the circuit? Um, I would like to stay like at least three more years. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to stay uh, through twenty twenty eight. Okay. Uh, through the next Olympic cycle, because mm-hmm. that's going to be in L.A. Yeah, and I just feel like that would be that would just be so cool. Um, but I definitely have a few more years in my body and stuff for sure. So at least three more years, hopefully. Nice. And then after that, probably coaching. Awesome. High school or do you know, college, little kids? Do you have, um, I'd like to do college or for an RTC maybe. Yeah. Or for an RTC, that'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, while I'm still able to to wrestle, I would like to coach at you know a higher level, mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe when I'm a little older, maybe at like a high school or something like that, to where I don't have to be as good to to kind of hang with the guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, that sounds great. I mean, uh, are you, I assume you're probably going to make a run at this at this Olympic team. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm, I'm going up to 97 mm-hmm. uh, kg, and yesterday I weighed 215, so I, I was uh, 1.3 overweight um, and yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to be a little, a little small, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know, everyone's got to wrestle the match still. Yeah. You still got some time to put on a little more mass. Oh yeah, I'm trying. I'm I'm Christian Lance diet, lifting, mm-hmm. 
like a champ. He looks big in a good way. Like, holy, he looks solid. I saw him at that practice, you know, the day of your wedding, that open practice. Holy cow. Yeah. He he went on a like a CrossFit kind of lean out diet mm-hmm. after the open last year. So I'm pretty sure he was weighing like 265, maybe 270 um at the open and he got down to 235 and he's like shredded yeah which is like scary yes someone that he's like 6'1 6'2 235 240 and shredded <laughs> looks like an NFL linebacker yeah I know and he's missing a couple teeth now so it's like yeah <laughs> he's in fourth. I don't know. Oof. His one front tooth is missing. Oh, just his front. Yeah, one tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, and he, that's why Claire didn't want you, you know, wrestling live. Next thing you know, you're missing a tooth and you're. It would have been two days before the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She probably would have shoved that back in there. Oh, she was like, <laughs> I don't even know. She probably would have found some fake tooth or something to just tape in there yeah well i mean also being a photographer she probably could have photoshopped a tooth in there for you yeah that's so i i did talk to her about this because she is um so christian lance Mm -hmm. got engaged over the summer and him and sammy Mm -hmm. hired claire to do their uh engagement and wedding and nice. uh i told i mentioned it to claire that she could you know edit the tooth in <laughs> and she was like not the happiest so i'll, I'll just leave it at that <laughs> and she was like because for engagement photos i want to say it's like roughly 300 to 400 something photos mm-hmm. and she was like you expect me to edit a tooth in three to four hundred photos and i was like no i mean i was i was joking i don't know (laughs) i I thought you would laugh (laughs) but i don't know so that she she could have she could for a few photos but not for an entire (laughs) session okay makes sense and i don't know the I do watch her edit sometimes and mm-hmm. oh like the uh the Australia trip there was one time where I was uh I was kind of daydreaming I'm not gonna lie and mm-hmm. I was in the background of a picture and she kind of <laughs> she like yelled at me to move and she sent me the photo and I'm like mid run in the background and then she like showed the picture when I'm in it and when I'm not in it and it's pretty impressive um <laughs> how she can just make a, a whole person kind of disappear and then not like look weird where the mm-hmm. they were yeah uh, <laughs> but she was like she was like you got you got to be paying attention and I was like all right all right, all right. you it, it was like only my second time on the job so yeah yeah I you can't expect I'm- me to be flawless <laughs> Wow, she's a, she's a tough boss. 
Oof. Yeah, sometimes. Pretty <laughs> tough. She doesn't mind putting the hammer down. No, apparently not. No, that's good. Yeah. I need that every once in a while, too. You know, Ashley's not afraid to do that. And so sometimes it's uh, it's for the Keeps best. Keeps you in check. <laughs> yeah. And anybody who knows me knows that, yeah, I, uh, I need the hammer down every once in a while. Keep me in check for sure. All right. Well, yeah, I appreciate you doing this. Um, I always like kicking off every new season with you, you know, so now I'm going into season three. And so just like revisiting and seeing where you're at, I think this is uh, my annual tradition, I guess. So I, I love it. I really appreciate you having me. Yeah. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get again for listening to this episode of the let's talk wrestling podcast special thanks to my guest eric schultz for taking the time to sit down and chat with me cover art created and designed by Kristen gill please feel free to rate comment and subscribe to the podcast and check me out on twitter instagram and my facebook page to hear more of my content and don't forget check out my website at let's talk wrestling podcast.my.canva.site and as always be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the let's talk wrestling podcast take care Yeah, that's right.